Welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast, where you will learn everything you need to know about running a successful sunless tanning business. We will interview some of the industry's top business owners to find out how they took a passion and turned it into a prosperous business. And here's your host, Grant Conscious. Hello and welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, we have Kim Van Tussenbrook from Color Me Bronze in Australia. How are you doing today, Kim? I'm really good, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. And obviously, the viewers or the listeners don't know, but thanks for joining me again as I had some complications with the software I was using. So I appreciate it for a second time. <laughs> no problem. Awesome. Well, if you want to take a couple, uh, just a couple minutes to introduce yourself and, and let the uh, audience know, you know, who you are, where you're from, a little bit about you and your business, that'd be great. Yeah, sure. Uh, my name's Kim. I have a business here in Sydney, Australia called Colour Me Bronze. Um, I've been tanning for around 13 years now. My business name was registered in 2006, but I was tanning for a couple of years before that, just recreationally with um, friends and family, but loved it so much that I decided to um, you know, start a proper business um, and grow it from there. Great. Great. So you've been in it for, for quite some time. Obviously, it's probably changed a lot for you <laughs> um, over, over the last few years. And, and we'll get into some of that a little bit later. But yep. I really like to touch on, you know, a couple different points in your business and for, to give people perspective on, you know, the, the roller coaster ride that is entrepreneurship and owning your own business. So if you want to think back over the last, you know, 10, 11 years that you've been in business and kind of think of, uh, one time in the business where it was uh, your lowest moment uh, for you and your business so far, and, and just kind of take us there and share that story with us. That would be wonderful. Sure. I mean, I mean, business, it's not business if you don't have your ups and downs, and I think every down that you have, you actually learn from it. So as long as you can learn from um, either a mistake or a low point, then you're always going to turn it into a positive. That's the way that I think. Um with spray tanning, there was one time that I had which, you know, Nelly made me stop spray tanning altogether and it was just an incident that I had with a male client. Um, I run my studio from a home studio and it's a re really beautiful home setup. Um, but, you know, at that point in time, I wasn't really, um, you know, concentrating on taking, you know, all the information down that I should have. And I was actually working full-time at that point in time and doing my spray tanning part-time. So I was answering calls when I was working um, in my full-time business and, you know, I had to do it sneakily. So I wasn't taking all the information that I needed to. Didn't grab this guy's number. Didn't gra grab this guy's name. I just knew what time he was coming. And um, it just happened to be a really bad appointment. He, um, I won't go too much into it, but... I had to inform the police about it and it was actually quite scary to the point where I didn't want to, um, I was too scared to accept male clients for quite some time and I was even scared to um, accept new female clients because I didn't know whether it would be that male coming back or someone, him pretending to be a female. So that was a really, really bad point um, in my business. I eventually um, got over that and, you know, have gone on since, but it's it's something that, you know, when I'm teaching people, I tell people to make sure that they're getting all the information that they can when they're taking bookings. And just to be really careful, especially if they're a female and living at home on their own or they're going to mobile appointments on their own as well. They just need to be really careful. 
Yeah, definitely, and that could have obviously easily deterred you. I mean, that's something where you don't feel safe, and it's it's a job and something you're doing and you love doing. So to have that feeling of um, you know uncertainty there, especially in that situation, is is definitely something that would make you question the business. And obviously, taking male clients again and things like that, and with the um, I guess with the rise in, in social media and technology, at least now you can do a little bit of uh, background checking, <laughs> you know, through through ways that uh, online. At least if if the people are online, which most people are, so you can find some information. But you know, always, and I'm sure that you'll say this is always be careful, protect yourself. Obviously, none of that money is worth any of your safety or anything like that. So um, that would be number one tip. Always would be to to make sure you're safe. Yeah, definitely. I mean, now with mail clients, I try to get all their details and I actually try to get them to prepay. Um, doing that means that they're prepaying through PayPal. So if, you know, worst case scenario, if something did happen, then, you know, all their details would be logged in the system anyway. Um, if I'm going to mobile appointments, what I'll do is normally let someone know where I'm going and give them a copy of my schedule with their contact details, address details and stuff. And if I'm unsure about an appointment, um, then I will call someone afterwards and just let them know that I'm okay. There's yeah. been a few occasions where I've sort of have been a bit iffy. I've had a little bit of a bad feeling, and I think that's just a little bit of um, hesitation from the incident that happened, you know, years ago. But, um, you know, it's better to be safe than sorry, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. And nowadays with technology, there's more, um, you know, some better apps out there where people can actually see if, you, if you know, your significant other, you can say, hey, I'm going to be going here, and you can turn on these things on your phone and it'll say where it'll tell people exactly where you are so like you said better safe than sorry do your background research not only male clients even female clients because you never know what you know what kind of situation it is but uh but you were able to take that you know kind of roll with the punches so to speak and and learn from that obviously and it's helped you um in your business now on the flip side of that if you want to take us to to what has been so far at least the best moment in your business um and just kind of share that uh, experience with us Sure. I mean, I, I believe that every day should be a better day and every day for me is a better moment because you're learning and growing each day. But, you know, if I had to pinpoint, you know, one or two uh, best moments would probably be um, a couple of years ago I worked with um, Mario Testino when he was out here shooting a, um, a Vogue, like he was uh, guest editing for a Vogue. And um, I got to work on set with him for two days. So we were out in, in on uh, Sydney Harbour for one day and then in Bondi for a second day. And that was awesome. Um, I've also had the opportunity to work with quite a number of other celebrities as well. And on the, on the other side, when I've just started doing competition tanning as well, so I've been uh, just had my first international trip to Phuket to spray tan at an international um, bodybuilding competition and I'm heading to, uh, uh, where am I going? I'm going to Bali in October as well. Wow, that's awesome. So how did you how did you get into the that, that type of clientele? If you don't mind sharing, I mean, for, for instance, the, the Vogue and the photo shoots and things like that. Um, I was really lucky. Uh, I spray tan, I do a lot of spray tanning for the top, modeling agencies here in Sydney and they contacted me through Google. They found my, um, they Googled Spray Tan Sydney and I came up near the top and that's how I had the initial call and because um, after doing several tans with them and they were getting such positive feedback, they started asking me for pretty much nearly every gig that they had and their top end um, models as well. 
So, you know, it was, I guess it was um, a good thing that I had a good ranking on Google. Yeah. Um, and certainly I think it was a, a good thing that I know how to spray tan because obviously if you do a good job, they're going to book you again. Yeah, most definitely. I'm obviously a huge proponent for websites. Obviously, the Happy Tans, the, the website builder we have. Um, you know, lots of times people think that maybe I'm just trying to sell it, but I truly believe in the value of it and how much it can mean for your business. And obviously, you know, ranking good on the searches is is one of the most important things uh, for your website. And like you said, that not only helped you get in there, it's obviously grown your network because they're going to keep referring you on. So it's like a compound effect, but you had to be there in the first place. So a good thing you went. I'm sure when you started your business, too, uh, you got your website up and running, you know, as soon as possible to get it up there. So that's important, too. That was the first thing that I, I that I got. I spent actually spent quite a lot of money on my website. That's where a lot of my money went. Um, I had someone do it professionally. I know it's a lot easier these days to get um, you know cheaper websites done or free websites done that actually work well. But I worked with um, a design company that you know specifically did my website and they did all my SEO to begin with as well. So right from the get go, um, I was pretty much ranking you know first page. Um, with my business, and I was really lucky. Yeah, that's that's awesome, and what a good investment for you. Obviously, it's it's probably paid itself off in, in tenfold, and plus probably even more than that. So, like you said, the advances in technology have definitely helped to lower the cost for people, which is great, but they still need to make sure that they're investing in something that's actually going to help them you know, rank rank well and grow their business. So that's definitely important for people to look into. But uh, nevertheless, that was... Uh, a good way for you to get your foot in the door, so to speak. Definitely. Absolutely. So if you had to think back to about 10 or 11 years ago, uh, Kim, when you were just starting your business, do you actually remember how you got your first paying customer? Yeah, um, it was before Facebook. So um, online, I, I logged into a lot of the free classified um, websites and I just put my details up on there and that's how I got my first client. I was lucky as well because um, I spray tanned friends and family for about a year or a year and a half before I even took on a paying client. So a lot of those came across as paying clients once I officially started my business. Um, but my first official person that was you know, non-related to me um, was through a free classified ad on, on the web. Yeah, definitely. I've heard I've heard stories of that, and, and you know, in the United States, I'm not sure if they had it there in Australia, but Craigslist and things like that, and people were using these classified <laughs> ads back in the day. Probably still yeah. people using them today to get customers. So it's interesting to hear. And I like you telling the story there, saying you know you you spray tan family and friends for a year to a year and a half. So a lot of people, um, you know, go get their training, and immediately, obviously, they want to jump into business and start getting paying customers, but. There's a lot of uh, time invested there to kind of perfect your technique and your business and all that. You know, there's a lot. And did, did you wait a year, two year and a half because you were working the other job or was it because you wanted to be, you know, 100% comfortable with what you were doing? It was a little bit of both. I mean, I was working as an executive assistant, so that's uh, for the managing director of a company. So it's quite an, a high end and and quite a, um, a hard job um, with you know, significant hours, but I really wanted to make sure that I had my um, technique down pat and I was confident with, 
you know, I knew everything and I knew how to answer every question properly without hesitation and that I sounded confident enough. So, you know, it's really, really important on that first impression to make sure that you know what you're talking about so that the clients feel at ease. And then that way, you know, if they're happy with you and they think that you know what you're talking about, then they're going to be more than likely be happy with the spray tan result as well. I mean, you're going to do, I'm going to do a uh, fantastic spray tan anyway, but it just gives them that, that added, um, bonus of of knowing that you're going to do a good job whereas if you're a little bit hesitant with your spray tanning they can potentially pick up on little things or or pick on little things that they may not necessarily do if they were confident in you in the first place yeah most definitely i think people maybe overlook that aspect sometimes the the understanding of the products and everything in the process and making sure that you're 100 percent comfortable with what you're doing so that people feel that they're in good hands and We've all been in the situations, not in spray tanning, but maybe in other situations where we're going somewhere and you can just tell somebody's new or they don't trust themselves. They're just not as experienced as, you know, they may may need to be. So you can just you can just sense it. I don't know. It's, it's interesting to, to do that. But in this situation, obviously, uh, you're talking about something that's being applied to the skin. You're talking about seeing people in a very vulnerable state. So being able to, um, you know, kind of diffuse that a little bit by by having that confidence and understanding and then that probably helps to ease the situation a little bit yeah I I mean I'm that type of person anyway I'm not the type of person that will just accept an answer because they've told me I need to know the underlying reasons why you know things happen or why they're that way so I'm always researching online Um, if I'm not spray tanning or I'm not doing my marketing I'm always researching and learning Uh, it's the same as when I did my 3d and 4d HD tanning Um, I studied anatomy and physiology just to get to know the muscle movement so I knew exactly you know how to do the uh, the definition um, for those type of spray tans yeah, that's that's great to hear, and the the dedication obviously shows, and and how your business has been successful so far. So that's that's great to hear. I mean, a lot of people want to get in. I just want to be a tanner. I just want to do this. But uh, you obviously have the passion and desire to be more than just uh, you know a tanner. You want to be the tanner, the best tanner. You know all that that kind of stuff. So that's good to to have as a mindset because it obviously pushes you and helps you become even more successful. Definitely. I mean, I was a real science geek at school, so the science behind spray tanning um, really, really fascinates me as well. So, you know, the way that, you know, solutions are formulated and the reasons why ingredients are placed into the solution and their functions, you know, has always interested me over the years. So, you know, I did a lot of study on that aspect as well. So it's kind of, you know, conjoined together now with my business. And I guess it's just made me, you know, that little bit more knowledgeable than, you know, my local competitor who, you know, just the spray tan and that's all she wants to do. Yeah, definitely. And that's important. And I think that people that, you know, are are using these products should should get that information from the the manufacturer or whoever's providing the solution because you want to know that and you should want to know that because you're, you know, obviously applying that to people's skin. So it's good to know as much as you can and to have that knowledge. I mean, I know Haley Staples from interview number three on the podcast. She said um, when I asked her first time, when I asked her what what the most important thing she did for her business was, she said just understanding the products and knowing them inside and out. So people could tell that she knew what she was doing and felt comfortable. And, you know, that helped her grow a successful business in uh, Southern California. So that's that's great to hear from you as well, Kim. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's really important for spray tanners. If I can give some, you know, spray tanners advice, it's, I think it's really, really important to get to know your products and get to know the ingredients that are in, in your products. Firstly, because you know, if um, you know the 
in the worst case scenario there's an allergy um, and they mention you know that they're allergic to a certain ingredient if you know the ingredients in your products that you're using then you're going to pick that up before you potentially spray it on them um, and it also I think it's you know better the more that spray tanners know about products and the ingredients the more that they can converse that to their clients as well yeah and, and in that case obviously with the allergic reaction you obviously always want to be careful for that but if somebody comes back and says has some kind of complaint or some kind of pushback or some kind of question and you actually know the ingredients inside and out then if they say hey this is what happened then you can say oh i know it could be you know x y or z and that that's a that you know it's one of those three ingredients or something like that so knowing the ingredients and products inside and out is, is very important Exactly. Definitely, Kim. So, over the last you know ten, ten or eleven years of your business, how have um, how have things changed for you on a daily, weekly, you know, monthly basis as far as what you actually do? It it sounds like obviously you're still actually performing spray tans, but um, what else has changed for you? Do you have people working for you? Is it just you in your business still? Um, well, I started off as you know, I, I started off doing this part time, and I was working a full time job. Then, when it got to the point where I was just getting overwhelmed with bookings, and it just became too much to do two jobs, I decided to to let my full time job go and do spray tanning full time. I mean, at the same time as that, I was um, formulating and 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 releasing my own spray tan solution range as well. So, you know, from the start of when I started years ago, um, you know, just doing the spray tans and then you know growing to now it's it's been a you know a slow development but it's been a great development and the biggest peak of development has been over the last I'd say the last two years when I've actually been able to do this full-time I just wish that I jumped in a lot sooner and had more faith in myself and more belief in myself because I wish I'd done this you know five six years ago instead of doing it two years ago sure yeah, absolutely. It's it's necessary sometimes to take that leap of faith. A lot of people hesitate. You know, I, I talk to people all the time that are questioning it, and you know, maybe they've been running the business successfully for a while, but now it's time to to kind of dedicate some more. And I don't think you can, you know, go to the next level until you can dedicate that full amount of time. So when if you can sit back and say, you know, if I stop my job, this gives me, you know, forty five or fifty extra hours a week, you know, and I and this is what I've done so far on the side as a you know as a side gig or side hustle or whatever it was, then you can kind of assess that and say that gives me, you know, 50 extra hours a week, 200 extra hours a month. Like, what could I do with this? There's a lot of opportunity uh, out there for you. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's not so much giving you more time to actually do spray tans, but it gives you more time, you know, to work on the behind the scenes. So it's, you know, keeping your website updated, it's doing the marketing, it's doing all the advertising and all the really important, and the networking and all the really important parts of the business. You know, spray tanning isn't just chucking as a, you know, a spray tan gun in your hand and you're spray tanning a client. There's so much more when, you know, you're running a business on your own to make sure that it is successful. So, you know, as I said, there's all the marketing, there's all the advertising, there's, you know, so much more to it. Absolutely. Good point. Now, thanks for touching on that. Obviously, the, the actual tanning would probably be, you know, I mean, for you, like what percentage of your actual time is spent on tanning versus the rest of the time you're working on the business? Do you know? Is it like, 70 30 like 70 percent working on the business 30 percent doing the tans i mean at the moment um it's probably because we're in our um quite a month it's probably about 30 percent doing my spray tanning and 70 percent working on the rest of my stuff and you know my my hours are actually quite long like i can be working you know anywhere from seven eight in the morning um through to two three o'clock in the morning and and that's because like i've got you know a distributor for my 
spray tan solution range in the US. Um, and, you know, because of the hours, I have to actually, you know, be up later so I can converse with my distributor and other people that are interested in my brand, you know, at late times of the, you know, the evening and early morning. So, um, you know, I do spend quite a lot of time on that. And if I'm not spray tanning, um, I'm actually I'm definitely doing work. So, you know, I'm either, you know, contacting clients or, you know, looking through my, you know, doing marketing or doing advertising and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's never it's never ending. I could be working 12, 14-hour days. You know, sometimes it was 16, 17-hour days yeah. um, just to keep everything going. Definitely. And that, that's often overlooked for people to, um, you know, when, when they're not actually busy spray tanning. Like you said, 30% of the time you're actually tanning people. 70% of the time you're doing other things, marketing, advertising, networking. A lot of people overlook that aspect, and if they're not tanning, they're, you know, who knows, scouring the forums, looking on Facebook, asking questions like, why am I not busy, all these kind of things, right? And they're just kind of reassessing or, or possibly trying new products or all this different stuff, where, whereas they'd be better off investing that time into, you know, why don't I go learn how to do advertisements on Facebook? Why don't I create a website if you don't have one? Why don't I go, you know, reach out to get reviews from people I've had in the past and things like that? I mean, there's there's lots of times where... They get down maybe and a little bit doubtful, and instead of investing that time into something that would push their business forward, they're just kind of taking a step back and maybe questioning themselves. You know, I see a lot of people with that that kind of issue, but it's important during those down times, and you've learned that over the years too. And you know that you know when it's busy time, you're probably there's a lot less time to invest into working on the business, so you need to make sure that you invest that time wisely. Yeah, in our busy times, I mean, I can be doing anywhere between you know close to 30, 40 tans a day, um, you know, leading up to Christmas and, and, and New Year's a couple of days before then, you know, I think the the highest number of tans that I've done on those days is like 68. Wow. It was just incredible. It was like four an hour just pushing them out and out and out. I think I did a, you know, 14 or 15 hour day. It was um, one year I can remember just getting booking after booking after booking and, you know, I was saying, well, well my, my latest is, you know, 11 o'clock or my latest is 12, doesn't matter, I want to come in. You know, I can, and then it started getting to 1 o'clock and then it started getting to 2 o'clock and they, I'm thinking, why do people want to come at 2 o'clock in the morning? Um, you know, they're, they're clients that have been to me before and they've actually wanted to get a spray tan from me but, you know, it was interesting to see that people were coming that late. That was only one year that that happened um, but, yeah, I... I enjoy this time of year because it really gives me an opportunity to be able to do the behind the scenes work. Whereas, you know, when it comes into our summer months, I basically don't have much time other than spray tanning. Yeah, most definitely. So you're kind of, and, and people have probably heard this if they've read or anything about business and stuff like that. There's a difference between working on the business and working in the business. So when you're tanning, you're working in the business, you're actually performing the the, the service, you know, and you can only do as much as you can. So if you can do four tens in an hour, you can't go beyond that, obviously, without bringing in another employee or something like that. But then in the times where it's slower, the down times, you know, quote unquote down times, you work on the business. Like, how can I advance yeah. this? How can I improve this? How can I, you know, improve my marketing, get more people in the door? So that's an important, you know, kind of disconnect where you have to be able to invest time in both sides. And it sounds like you've obviously done that successfully over the years. Um, so that's that's great to hear, Kim. And if you had to pinpoint one thing that you've done very well over the past, you know, 11 years to help grow your business to where it is today, what would you say that one thing was? 
Um, I probably have to say it has to be the actual spray tan um, because a lot of my businesses come in from word of mouth as well. So someone will have a spray tan and then they'll tell those people and those people will come in. And I always ask, um, one of the things that I like to do is ask, you know, how they've found me um, just so that I can write it down into a spreadsheet and just keep, you know, um, an eye on which way and which marketing aspect is working better um, and the majority of it especially in the earlier days was all word of mouth it was like oh my friend came in or you know I was at the shops and you know I saw this girl and she had a tan and I asked her where she got it from and you know it's just it's grown from there so you know I think it would be um, my actual spray tan yeah that's that's great to hear obviously you you invest a lot of time in the learning what it, you know what you do and you take passion and pride and and understanding that and the, the anatomy of the body and all those things and probably go beyond what, you know, 99.9% of people do in the industry. So that stands out and helps you grow. Word of mouth marketing obviously has been and probably always will be the most powerful way to market yourself because you're not actually doing it right. People are doing it for you. So, um, you know, that that's always important for you to, to be able to, to provide the quality of tan that you do and, and to stand behind what you do because that word of mouth goes really, really far um, for you, and that's I really like to hear that you um, are obviously documenting about your clients and where they find you. I think a lot of people are missing that as well. As soon as you start a business, you need some way. I don't care if it's an Excel spreadsheet, uh, Google Sheets online, whatever you need to do. There are free ways to do it. Write down your customers' names, emails, phone number, contact information, uh, and how they found you. And and you know, go back once a week, once a month, or something like that, and reassess where people found you, and then you know, wherever the bulk of the people found you, invest more time into that. I feel like, and Kim, I don't know if this is the same for you, but I feel like a lot of people will oftentimes say, I'm finding all these, all these people are finding me, you know, through my website. So let's try, you know, Facebook uh, instead or, or Instagram ads instead or something like that. Instead of, you know, double downing and reinvesting into whatever's working, they're looking for other ways to do it, to think that they can expand in other ways where they might be better off just kind of doubling down like I said on on what's working right now yeah definitely I mean um, my brain works um, at analytically so I like to see things in spreadsheets and I like to write things down and you know graph everything out um, so it's, it's really interesting to see the way that you know it's changed from you know word of mouth and then you know the more that you do you know the advertising on Facebook then you see a stream of people coming through Facebook and then you might do you know um, an Instagram ad and then you see people are starting to you, you know Instagram um, followers are starting to build up um, it does shift so I'm still working out my groundwork of you know how to, to even that out and how to grow it um, but yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see the pattern of how it actually works. Sure. And a couple questions for you and, and one of them you'll probably have to kind of give a guesstimate, but one, where do you like document, um, all your clients? And two, if you had to look at the, this, you know, the landscape of where your clients come from, let's say website or social media, um, or word of mouth and those three buckets, so to speak, what would you say the percentage of those are? Um, and, uh, you know, on average, obviously, it's going to be a rough guesstimate, but I'm just interested to know. Yeah, well, I have um, an online booking system, so I wrote all my notes in there, including, like, the, the solution mixes that I use on my clients, you know, any special things that, you know, that they might be, ha you know, having a spray tan for a wedding or for an anniversary or for a birthday so I'll jot that all in so that next time when they come in you know I, I've got something to ask them about or how the spray tan went or you know how their wedding was or their birthday um, 
But yeah, I then transfer that onto an Excel spreadsheet and I have a look at it that way and have it all totaled um, and links everywhere to, you know, different graphs and stuff of, you know, the amounts of, you know, different customers that have gone from, you know, doing, um, you know, word of mouth or Facebook or, you know, Google search or, um, you know, different different aspects of where my um, business is listed. Sure. And I'd probably say, um, I'd still say the majority of people is word of mouth because, you know, um, you know, when I ask them, it's either they Google searched and they found me because I'm on the first page of Google um, or it's been word of mouth, their friends have come and they've really liked their spray tan so they've wanted to come um, as well. And then, you know, you often get people, you know, like my hairdresser recommends me and then I've got quite a number of makeup artists that, you know, I've done spray tans with, um, that have all girls have had their spray tans and then gone to them for weddings and they've seen seen the spray tan. So from then on, if you know a client has gone to them and they've asked if they know anyone that spray tans, they've always recommended me. So the the people that are recommending me as well are slowly growing, which is really good. Yeah, that's always good. Now, that's obviously the networking effect there, and it's it's an important step. And a lot of people overlook that. Like you said, go to hairdressers or people that offer complimentary services, but not spray tanning um and that's you know hairdressers and, and makeup artists and and people if you want to do wedding tents people that are wedding planners or wedding caters or any way you can kind of get your foot in the door and for you and i'm sure that you've done this as well when you approach those people it's like uh you need that first like how can i help you and then obviously they're going to want to help you in return and maybe some people might approach that as how can they help me uh me 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 instead of looking and, and reversing it and saying how can i help you first and in turn we'll help each other yeah, definitely. I um I actually spray tan my hairdressers and the other people in that hairdressing salon for a while, you know, because again they're a walking advertisement for your business. So Absolutely. people ask, you know, where did you get your spray tan? Oh, you know, this person did it, or you know, Kim did it. So, you know, it, it's a good way to to look at things. And you know, even um, I've branched out and I've got five ambassadors now that uh, you know have got quite a lot of um, followers on Instagram. So. You know, doing the free spray tans for them on a weekly basis has really helped as well. Yeah, like you said, walking advertisements, I think that's often overlooked, doing a free tan for a hairdresser, somebody that's obviously coming in contact with, who knows, you know, 10 to 15 women probably per day. Those could be potential clients for you. Definitely. And the same is um, with the modeling agencies as well. Like, um, when they booked me in, I, I rang them and said, look, if you want to put some, you know, more bookings through me, you know, every six bookings that you give me, I'll give you one free tan for, for a girl in the office. So, you know, I used to, they used to bank those up and when they got it to a certain amount, I'd go into the, into their office and spray tan them. So it was kind of, it worked both ways. It was an incentive for them to, to book more tans with me so that they could get their free spray tans. Yeah. And it was also really good for me to get the bookings as well. And, you know, obviously, you know, I'm doing a good job other, otherwise they wouldn't use me. So, yeah. you know, you've got, you've got to have it so it works both ways. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We're, we're We'll assume that people have the the spray tanning that part of it down, you know, to a science, and then now we're just wor- now we're just worried about how to to expand that. So, like you said, you're doing, you know, free tans in exchange, or or even just to get your foot in the door the first time, it's a free tan. Um, go to a local, you know, um, hotel that does weddings um, and offer to give their their event coordinator a free spray tan. There's lots of ways to kind of get your foot in the door and, and have people actually experience it. So that's. That's very interesting to hear from you, Kim, that how you're doing it and how that's working for you. And obviously, 
you know, the more seeds you can plant, the more trees are going to grow, the more opportunity there's going to be. So it sounds like you've really established yourself very well. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that, still growing. That's the thing. I've still got room to grow, and, you know, I'll, I'll always have room to grow. And sure. I think, you know, you know, if you don't open yourself up to, you know, the fact that there's always something to learn or, you know, or that you can grow, then you'll never, ever grow. Yep, yep. Always be learning. That's what we say. <laughs> Most yep. definitely. Most definitely. So, uh, Kim, on to a couple more technical questions, and, and obviously one of these you've kind of answered already since you said you have your own solution range but uh, what type of equipment and solution do you use the equipment that i use is um a machine called an alum whisperer uh that it's an amazing machine it's really quiet so it's basically dead dead silent and the gun is um, a really beautiful metallic gun that you can switch off um switch across and do contour tanning um, at the flick of a switch, um, but it gives off a really, really fine, beautiful mist. It's, re it's amazing. I've been using that probably for about four years now, um, and I haven't seen or haven't um, tested anything that's been better than that. Very good. And that machine, we, we had talked about this on the previous interview. Obviously, other people don't know. I think that might only be available in Australia. I actually think that it is available in the um, in the US. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw that it was, but I just I, I should have looked it up between last time oh, and this time. <laughs> I didn't think of it. But, no worries. Um, I'll look it up, and I, if it is available, yeah. yeah, if it is available, I'll put it in the show notes so people can. Yeah, there are machines that are very similar. Okay. Um, and I've seen the same gun that um, I use, but it's called, uh, you know, it's called something different in the U.S. as well. Sure. But, um, yeah, it's it. there are machines out there that are very, very similar. I used to use the Fuji machine, which was, you know, the same shape as the one that I'm using, but it was a little bit too noisy yep. for here. So that's why I opted for something that was completely silent. Got it, got it. And and obviously the type of solution you use, I'll let you kind of pitch that for a second since that's your own product. <laughs> yeah, um, I use my own, I've got my own range, Color Me Bronze Professional, which um, has now been out for just under two years. Um, it was in development for about a year prior to me releasing. Um, I'm really, really proud of my solution range. I think it's uh, something that's a little bit left field to, to what was out at that point in time. Um, Nobody, no other brand had a full range of different base colors. So, like, I have a green, a blue, a red, a chocolate, and now a violet base as well. Um, and the solutions were manufactured and formulated so that you can mix the different solutions together and create different base colors and different tones um, for each individual client. So, you can really do a full analysis of the, the client's skin tone and undertone and then mix a, a color that's specifically for that particular client. Yeah, that's very interesting. And I'm assuming for, for people that haven't used that, maybe have used a, you know, a product that's one base color um, and they just pick the different percentage or level or whatnot, for somebody that would be switching to the Color Me Bronze uh, professional range, would they need to have, I mean, is there some kind of training or something? Because it might, you know, it might be a little scary for people to have to, figure that out for every person they might that be another thing for them to maybe question so do you guys obviously provide information and training on how to do that 
Yeah, definitely. I've got I've now got a, a distributor in the US as well, and we both hold webinars. So the webinars go for about ninety minutes, and we do that quite regularly for all the new stockers that come on board. And we go through everything. So we go through how to tan tail or mix the solutions, the different base colors, and which skin tone and undertone that um, the base colors are best suited for. And we basically just go through everything there is to do with the brand. So there is a significant amount of training that is. Um, given out um, prior to uh, uh, spray tanners using the solutions. Very cool. So that, that's awesome. I'll link that. Whatever information uh, you want to share with me, Kim, I'll link that. Obviously, a connection to the U.S. distributor, uh, Elisa, and then whatever other information you want to provide, we'll, we'll drop that in the show notes. So if people have any questions, you can just go over to the Happy Tens website and grab that information. That would be awesome. Yeah, Thank you very much. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Kim, when, when you first started out, did you go through any training or certification programs? I mean, there might not have been anything available uh, back then when you started, um, or did you just jump right into it? I um, originally started spray tanning because I was one of these people that sat in the sun, um, you know, with baby oil all over me on a silver sheet on top of my cubby house that had corrugated iron. And um, I was out in the sun pretty much all day, every day when I was when I was younger. And I ended up with second degree burns one time and was instructed that it'd be best that I didn't sit in the sun. So um, I then looked for an alternative way of getting colour. And that's how I actually was first introduced to spray tanning. Um, when I was working full time, I... Um, there was a lady at my work that actually did spray tanning and she suggested to me that I should look into doing it. So she was the first one that introduced me to spray tanning. She set me up with my first machine and my first products, which happened to be um, from the US that I used to import in. And, um, yeah, that's basically, um, you know, how I started. I didn't have official training from her, but then obviously as I took on other brands and as my business grew and I decided to, you know, to look at what else was out there, I had brand training by, um, you know, two other brands, which, you know, gave me a lot of insight. But my technique is completely different to what I was doing when I first started. Sure. I kind of um, developed my own my own technique of spray tanning, um, as I said, which is a lot different to what I did years ago. Yeah. I mean, there really isn't, um, there wasn't really any certification or official certification back then. Now there is. There's, you know, you can do national accreditation here in Australia, which is um, an additional subject um, which you can do and um, you can get national accreditation. I have I have that section attached to my training program. So if people decide that they wanted to go for the national accreditation, then they can they can do that extra step and and get their formal um, cert, um, certificate for that. Okay, and what? Uh, just curious, what does that entail? Is it like a is it a hands on thing or is it like a written test for the accreditation? Yeah, so they have to go through my training first, which is obviously, you know, they do all the product training and, and all the behind-the-scenes stuff. But to actually get the national accreditation, they have to do, they have to spray tan six people. They have to send in images of before and afters, and they have to give a description as to why they chose that particular um, solution for that client. Um, and they also have to send in a photo of their setup and their equipment as well. Oh. So it, it's kind of, um, and they also have to send in their consultation cards. So there's six consultation cards that they need to send in as well. And that's sent directly to my RTO who I'm associated with. 
um, that's a registered training office, and um, they're the ones that officially give the national accreditation. Wow, that does not sound like anything that they'll ever do in the United States. <laughs> that just sounds like, uh, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how they do. Obviously, there's always talk around that. It just seems like, I don't know, it seems like that's a lot of... Um, that's great to hear they do that. That's a lot of uh, hands-on. Obviously, the pictures and re- assessing all that would take a lot of time. So um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't mean that in a bad way. I just seem like the United no. States, that they don't regulate a lot of stuff, so I don't see that anytime soon. Uh, that's a lot of um, you know personal time for somebody to sit there and assess all that information for, for, you know, for one person. So Definitely. Well, and my, my RTO is actually looking at getting an international license. So as soon as that's ready, then... Um, Spray tanners in the U.S. will be able to do our national accreditation and, and get that certificate Very as well. Cool. But, yeah, we're looking at that. Um, I think it takes them about 18 months to get that, and I think we've probably got about another eight months to eight to ten months to go before they look like they'll get be getting that license. Oh, awesome. So that's in the future. Yeah, definitely. You have to, to let me know how that goes and turns out. That's interesting to hear. It's, it's great to hear it's regulated, obviously. I think that there needs to be some type of regulation. Um, obviously, if you look anywhere... At least in the United States, there's tons of, you can find a quote-unquote spray tan certification down the road anywhere from people that think they know how to train and things like that. And and some of it is more techniques, uh, you know, related. I call it training more than certification because there's really no cert- certification. Thanks. Uh, we're we're back recording. We, we dropped there for a second, but we were just talking about the training and certification and how that's been, um, how it's different, obviously, for you versus here in the United States and, and how we really don't have a, a board that certifies. You know, there's tons of people that offer it and things like that. But um, it's really important to see the difference in the, the training certification and how you guys do it. But also, you kind of touched on how your technique has obviously changed and evolved into your own thing over the years. And everybody needs to realize that that's going to happen no matter where you get training, no matter if it's the best technique in the world you're going to adjust to something that's comfortable and works for you. And it sounds like you've obviously done that over the years, and I'm sure it changes all the time for you. Yeah, it hasn't changed so much over the last couple of years, but, you know, if I look back at how I was spray tanning, you know, 10, 11 years ago compared to how my technique is now, um, it is completely different. Like years ago, the way I was taught, um, you know, it would take me – Oh, I was um, I was booking clients, you know, in half hour sessions because that's how long it was taking me. Whereas now, um, with the technique that I use, uh, it takes me about two minutes to do a coat of solution wow. on a client. Very, that's quick. Yeah. <laughs> Very quick. Awesome. And what? then I do obviously I do that twice. Um, so you know, you're looking at about five or six minutes all up. Sure. You know, spray tanning out of the fifteen minute session. Yeah. Well. That's that's cool to hear, and obviously it changes over the years. Um, nothing's going to get you there other than experience. So obviously jumping into that eventually, uh, training and certification, good way to kind of get your feet wet and get some kind of foundation. But from there, you'll kind of uh, cater towards your own needs and, and figure out a technique that works for you. Definitely. Absolutely. Well, Kim, I'll go ahead and wrap this up with a final question. I like to, to touch on this to hear, um, you know, kind of what people have to say. So if you had to write a letter uh, today, um, we're recording this on August 8th, um, to yourself 11 years ago when you were just starting out, what would you say? Uh, I'd tell myself to go forward, uh, make sure that you stick with the spray tanning industry, put your head down, bum up. Uh, don't listen to those people who said that I could never do it because um, I can. Um, and to make sure that you are jumping in as soon as you want to do it. Don't leave it as many years as what I did to do it full time. Yeah. 
That's awesome to hear. I mean, obviously you're, you know, don't give up, keep your head down and, and believe in yourself. And, and like you said, you don't know, you know, how long you're going to be doing this, how long we're even here. So like, why, why wait at some point? It's like, why wait, do it. You know, um, I don't have any guarantee that I'll be here tomorrow. So I'm going to do everything I can today to, to do that. And while it sounds, might sound kind of, uh, morbid, so to speak, but it's not really, it's just like, you know, it makes you take action. So it's good for you to, to say, you know, take action, believe in yourself, go for it. Like you said, you, you, you waited and hesitated probably more than you wanted to, but nevertheless, you have gotten to where you are. So thank you so much, Kim, for joining us today and sharing the story about you and, and the Color Me Bronze, um, obviously your, your, your product and service business. Uh, thanks so much. And if anybody has any questions for you, what's the best way to, to reach out to you? Uh, they can either contact me on Facebook or they can email me. Okay. At, it's just au. Perfect. And I'll drop that uh, in the link, uh, sorry, in the uh, in the show notes so people will have that. Uh, Kim, thank you again for joining us, and I hope that you have a wonderful day. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, Happy Tanners. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of the Happy Tans Podcast with Kim Van Tussenbrook from Color Me Bronze in Australia. She shared her wonderful story about how she started this as a part-time venture uh, while she was working full-time as an executive assistant, which is a very taxing um, and and time-consuming job, and how she took that from a part-time thing to now a full-time thing to even developing her own range or a product line in Australia. It's also obviously distributed in the United States, but she shared her story about the ups and downs and how she made it to where she is and how she kept pushing forward and and believing in herself and how taking that leap of faith was actually the best thing that she could do. And she wishes she had done it earlier. So thank you so much for joining us and listening to this episode of the Happy Tans podcast. If anybody has any questions for Kim, I will put her contact information down below as well as the information to reach her U.S. distributor. Uh, Elisa, and if anybody has any questions for me, as always, feel free to reach out to me, grant at happytans.com, or just pop over to the website, happytans.com. Thank you very much, and happy tanning.